And welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. Uh, this week we have finished up our arc on Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Ah, but that means that we have our interim episodes with another Campaign Chronicles. So strap in and we will join our plucky adventurers on a wonderful quest. Um, to bring those of you up to speed who haven't maybe been listening recently, the party find themselves in an underground city after attempting to smuggle their way into a higher level of a above-ground city, and requiring to do so meant they had to navigate through some sewers. So we join the party, which consists of Lagatha, the human rogue, Kilvir, the tabaxi fighter, Bryn, the drow sorcerer, Wendy, the furbolg druid, and finally Kilvir, the tiefling paladin, as they explore this underground city environment. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. First up, shameless corporate sponsorship. The climb down was easy enough, even if working out where they'd ended up wasn't. After traversing the steep incline, they find themselves on the outskirts of a city. Taking a moment and sharing a few wary looks, they move forward towards dots of green light in the distance. More than once they looked down, and were momentarily alarmed to see their feet had vanished below a knee-high layer of fog. The air was damp and smelled of something they couldn't quite put a finger on. As the party walked further into city, they noticed a figure moving in front of them. Lagatha held up her hand and then pointed towards a nearby structure. They quickly swept into the shadows, or at least slightly darker shadows. They watched the figure move in front of them, left to right before disappearing into the gloom. They all silently exhaled and then jumped as a groaning noise from behind them told them that Wendy had sat down and let out a moan of discomfort. I don't like this, guys. Where are we? How can this be the way to get anywhere? She asked, her voice travelling. Wendy shush, hissed Lagatha, looking around them. Wendy looked up forlornly and Kilvis stepped forwards. Come on, Wendy. Isn't this what it's all about? Adventure? Stepping into the unknown? He said, maybe not entirely convincing himself. Easy for you to say. I don't have a new fling waiting topside for me, Wendy said louder. Wendy, shush, hissed Lagatha, again as two more people walked by them, not paying any attention to the outsiders. Lagatha studied them closely. The figures were humanoid, but pretty thin, with a pallor to the skin that made them look even more gaunt. Like everything they were seeing around them, the people looked bedraggled in torn, dirty robes, and in the light of a nearby green lantern, Lagatha could make out pointed, angular features. After more moments in the shadows, the party moved on, finding themselves picking their way between shabby huts and pausing every so often to avoid more people as they passed by. They took a left, a right, and another right. Bryn and the others lost count as they followed Lagatha as she moved like spilt oil between the huts. More green lights threw awkward shadows that made them jump as they caught sight of their own shadows moving amongst them. Right, says Lagatha. I think we lost. She stepped out, into nothing. It seemed they'd reached the centre of town, and the centre was a giant sinkhole, its edges obscured by the fog. 
As she stepped out, her face barely had time to register the shock before... Got you! said Bryn, stepping forwards and grabbing her quiver, stopping her from stepping both feet into thin air. He yanked her back with a little help from Maelstrom, and the three toppled to the floor with a loud, awkward bang. Wendy looked left and Kilvir right, taking in the buildings around them. Is it me, or does this look like a... said Wendy. A port! Look! Kilvir motioned his tail towards a collection of cranes and a rickety wharf suspended out into the centre of the sinkhole, swinging slightly in the air that flowed through and up the sinkhole beneath them. That's... gods. How deep does that go? Bryn asked the group, stepping forward and staring down. No one really knows, but quite far down, came a strange voice from beside them. They all jumped and looked left to find a drow elf peering at them. Sorry, he said didn't mean to intrude. The man was a drow, like Bryn, but taller, thinner, and somewhat more lithe. You live here? Bryn asked. I do live here, yes, the drow asserted with a small smile. You alright? Look like you've seen a spirit. Could do with a drink. This was Wendy, who was peering round the edge of a small shack near the sinkhole's edges. The drow man smiled and nodded. Bar with no name. It's two blocks that way. He pointed. If you hit... Well, you'll know when you come to it. And with that, he looked into the sinkhole again before turning on his heel and slipping away, eyeing Bryn with a somewhat wry look. The bar with no name was an interesting setup. Firstly, well, there was no building to speak of, and instead of a bar there was merely a plank of wood resting on top of two upturned barrels, beneath which stood a gnome in grubby tattered clothing. They looked around as they arrived, surveying a ramshackle collection of chairs and stools and tables with various legs missing. Picking their way through, they took their seats. The gnome, like the man by the hole, couldn't have behaved more normally, in spite of the town they found themselves in. Moments later, Maelstrom had found them all a tankard of different sizes of course, containing something that smelt and tasted quite like a bitter mead. They drank in silence, not wanting to be rude to the landlord, but also in sheer bemusement. Well, this is certainly different, said Kilvir, looking around before reaching into his tankard and pulling a long black hair from his drink. Wendy immediately set hers down. For you, maybe, but, Bryn shrugged, this is rather too close to home for comfort. They fell into thought again until a shout from nearby drew their attention. Turning their heads, they heard more shouting and a smash of a bottle against a cobblestone. Suddenly, the commotion found them as a large group of people burst from between two ramshackle houses. Two groups, one much larger than the other, had formed. The larger group dressed in battle leathers and had swords drawn. On each of them was a small badge adorned with what looked like a row of sort of sharp, pointed teeth. Another order goes missing. Another one of you gets your legs broken, shouted a man, sword drawn as he kicked out towards a dirty-looking elder at his feet. The man at his feet stammered as two of his friends tried to get between him and the larger man, but they were held back by the crowd. Taken from right out under the capper's nose? The capper don't like that, and I don't like that. So a lesson's in order. We're going to take you to capper, and you can stammer at him. No, no, please! The man sat up in the street, trying to get up, but the larger one grabbed him, giving him a hard kick before pulling him to his feet. As soon as it had started, it was done. The crowds headed back in the directions that they came, and silence fell again. The group stayed quiet. You see? Just like everywhere else we visit, cried Wendy, before sighing heavily. More silence before Maelstrom got to his feet, heading to the bar. 
Two questions, he said to the gnome barman who inclined his head as the tabaxi slid two gold across the makeshift counter. One, where are we and how do we get out? Two, what was that? Technically, that was three questions, smirked the barman, eyeing Maelstrom who gently slid his sword about an inch out of its sheath. Technically, this is valuable metal, Maelstrom nodded at the gold, and then raised an eyebrow at the gnome who pocketed the coins. You are in the Undercity, a safe place for those who wish to remain anonymous to the proper authorities, the gnome began. Well, with regards to that commotion, there's nothing new. Time was, this place was run by a load of different criminal enterprises. I can tell you, you had to keep your head on a swivel during then times. No way I could have set up a fine establishment such as this. But I remember about 150 years ago, Kappa started making his way up the ladder, consolidating power. The Kappa? asked Maelstrom. He's the one in charge here, and no one has tried to take him down? Why? Lots of things used to be hard to come by down here, because, well, we're down here, and them's who's up there, he pointed skywards. But Kappa's changed that, created this whole smuggling network to run through the Undercity to the above. Goods that usual ports tax heavily come through here, and he sells them to rich folk in the city. Then why the trouble? asked Maelstrom. Apparently, someone's been stealing shipments of goods before they can reach the Kappa's compound, explained the gnome. Hmm, thought Maelstrom for a moment. I think the Kappa would show us the way out. Well, probably, for a price. Well, we're not very rich in coffee or wine. Well, you got plenty of valuable metal, though. The gnome gave Maelstrom a half-smile before nodding to his blade. Maelstrom nodded and slid another gold across the bar before wandering back to the others. After briefly explaining what he'd learned, they got to their feet nodding goodbye to the barman as they made their way in the direction of the Kappa's compound, with Lagatha leading the way, along with Maelstrom. As they went, Maelstrom explained which direction they should be heading. But twice, Lagatha went the opposite way, once going as far as to take three right turns around a block instead of a simple left. The others were confused, but Maelstrom fell into line next to her. Being followed? He muttered. Yeah. Humanoid, keep seeing them as we come past corners, replied Lagatha. How is that possible? That they're ahead, but we don't see or hear them? I don't know. But there, there! She jerked her head as they rounded another corner. Maelstrom followed her motion and briefly saw two large, glowing red eyes focused on them before disappearing into the fog. Maelstrom made for his blade before a shriek from nearby made them all jump. That way! cried Kilvir from behind them. They took off in that direction, at a run, twisting and turning through the unfamiliar streets. Finally, they turned a corner and saw a crowd gathered around an overturned, open-topped cart. Large terracotta pots littered the ground, most of them smashed and leaking a brown liquid into the dirty undercity street. The driver was in a heap on the ground nearby. As they made their way through the crowd, they noticed a crunch underfoot, but took no heed as they rolled the driver, who was ultimately asleep and responded with a huge snore. Hello? Are you okay? What happened? asked Wendy, scooping the driver up and sitting him against the wagon. They came from nowhere, a wide-eyed halfling woman explained. Killed this poor man and broke all the goods. He's not dead. Look, just asleep, pointed out Wendy, manhandling the driver up to display him to the crowd, just in time for the sleeping man to let out another outrageously loud snore. That's Finkus, a member of the crowd cried out. 
Finkus Andrew! And we're the Guardians of the Glade, said Wendy proudly, smiling wide. Who? asked the crowd. Bryn looked curiously at the man before moving closer to inspect his injuries, but as he did, the drow looked down at what was crunching under his feet. It's coffee beans. Thousands of them had apparently spilt off the cart. Running his hand along the man's neck, Bryn found something even more interesting. A small silver dart, tiny grooves along its sides. Bryn deftly plucked it from the man's neck and raised it an inch from his own face, looking closely before sniffing it and recoiling. Sleeping draught. I know this. It's drow made. He was lucky falling from the cart, dislodged it, or he'd be out for days, Bryn said slowly. Sounds criminal, looking around as the crowd dissipated. Let's get this chap somewhere safe, and then we need to go and speak with the capper, said Lagatha. And that is it. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of Campaign Chronicles. Find out next time uh, what happens and if they do actually get to speak to Kappa Smiler. As always, you have been our listeners. Roll well, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.